Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew preaches an inspiring Easter message entitled, Confessing the Risen Jesus, preached March 27, 2016. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 10, beginning with verse 9. Confessing the Risen Lord Jesus. According to Jesus, only two places to go for your spirit when you die. Heaven or hell. Where do our spirits go when we die? We must make our calling and election sure that our spirits will go to heaven. Where Jesus Christ raised from the dead is seated on the right hand of God the Father. Friends, to the believers in Jesus, to die in Christ, to die in faith, is gain. It is better, it is blessed, it is precious. It is to be present with the Lord forever. In God's presence, there is fullness of joy, And on his right hand, pleasures forevermore. For Jesus Christ, by his death and resurrection, brought life and immortality to light for us. By his incarnation, in the fullness of time, Jesus fulfilled these Isaiahic prophecies. My righteousness draws near speedily. My salvation is on the way. Isaiah 45, turn to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God, there is no other. So I want to tell you three things. The historical fact of resurrection what this resurrection teach us and what we must do in light of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Resurrection of Jesus is a historical fact. We have heard that all history is his story. Jesus Christ alone is the sovereign Lord of history. The great liberal pastor, theologian Karl Barth, the darling of the liberals, did not believe in the infallibility of the scriptures. And therefore, he did not believe in the historicity of the resurrection of Jesus. In his church dogmatics, in volume 3, he says about resurrection, after this life, man will eternally exist in the mind of God, not in reality. This profound foolishness contradicts the Bible, the testimony of Jesus himself, and the apostolic eyewitness report 
And so we read in Acts 1, in my former book, Theophilus, I wrote that all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles. After his suffering, he showed himself to these men and gave convincing proofs that he was alive. Or listen to St. Paul's defense before King Agrippa II. Acts 26, but I have had God's help to this very day. And so I stand here and testify to small and great alike. I'm saying nothing beyond what the prophets and Moses said would happen. That the Christ would suffer and as the first to rise from the dead would proclaim light to his own people and to the Gentiles. At this point Festus interrupted. You are out of your mind, Paul. You are crazy. Paul replied, what I am saying is true and reasonable. Resurrection is reasonable when you believe the first verse in the Bible. When you believe infinite, personal, almighty, all-holy God. And we read the gospel as given to us by St. Paul. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He was buried. He was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And he appeared to Peter and also to me. In the scripture, we are given the eyewitness account of the resurrection of Jesus. Friends, without regeneration, by the mighty Holy Spirit, men continually suppress divine truth. He rejects the word of God. His mind is enmity against truth. A fool says in his heart, there is no God. And a fool says in his heart, there is no resurrection. The Old Testament promised the resurrection of the Messiah. And we just read Psalm 16 verse 10. Because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. And Jesus testified to having fulfilled Old Testament prophecies. And we read, then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. That Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations. If Christ is not risen from the dead. There is no repentance. There is no forgiveness. There is no salvation. 
Jesus himself predicted his own death and resurrection several times in the Gospels. For instance, Matthew 16, 21, from that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. And he says the same thing, Matthew 17, 23, Matthew 20, 16 through 17, Matthew 26, 32, and several other places. There is the testimony of the empty tomb, which contained his grave clothes, which covered his head, and the body which was filled with 75 pounds, the grave clothes was filled with 75 pounds of expensive spices. Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus gave Jesus, in other words, a royal burial. Early Sunday morning, the glorified physical body of Jesus it seems evaporated out of his grave clothes And Jesus appeared to many whom he had chosen and instructed them 40 days before his ascension to heaven. He appeared, sir. He appeared to Mary Magdalene, other women. He appeared to Peter. He appeared to two disciples on their way to Emmaus. He appeared to 10 apostles in the upper room. Then to 11 apostles in the upper room, including Thomas. He appeared to James, his own brother. He appeared one time more than 500 people. He appeared to certain disciples who were fishing in the Sea of Galilee. He appeared to his apostles and others who witnessed his ascension. And finally to Saul of Tarsus, the enemy of Jesus, and he believed. His resurrection body, friends, was physical yet transformed. It can appear and disappear, go through locked doors. It can ascend straight up to heaven. He did not experience resuscitation like Lazarus experienced who later died. Friends, so far, Jesus is the only one who has been raised with a physical, spirit-engineered, glorious body which can never die. His resurrection, friends, guarantees The resurrection of all who believe in Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 14. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. So also 1 Corinthians 15, 20 through 23. Friends, it was necessary that Christ be raised from the dead 
it was divine decree. So we read in Luke 24, did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? Again, he said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses. Must be fulfilled. The prophets and the Psalms. And you are witnesses of these things. Eyewitness reports. His body was a body of flesh and bones. With nail prints visible. A body that could eat and drink. A body that can be touched and held on to. The disciples in Emmaus saw the nail prints on his hands. As Jesus broke the bread and they believed. And so did the doubting Thomas who cried out, my Lord and my God. Number two, what does resurrection of Christ teach us? First, Jesus Christ is God. Romans 1, 3 and 4. Number two, Jesus himself so claimed that he was God. John 10, 33, we are not stoning you for any of these, replied the Jews, but of blasphemy because you, a mere man, claim to be God. Number three, Jesus was sinless. Therefore, death and devil cannot keep him down in the grave. The wages of sin is death, but Jesus was without sin. Acts 2.24, but God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. Number four, his atonement on our behalf was accepted by the Father. The proof, God raised him from the dead. He said, it is finished from the cross. And God in heaven said, Amen, by raising him from the dead. Number five, Jesus Christ is the judge of all your judge, sir, I'm speaking to you here and throughout the world. Your judge. Nobody else is, but this recent Jesus Christ. So St. Paul says, Acts 10.42, he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. Your unbelieving parents will be raised up and they will be judged by Jesus Christ whom they mocked all of life. And if you are mocking Jesus, you are brought here by the Holy Spirit that you may trust in Christ and be saved today. And number six, if this most difficult prediction of Jesus, that is his own resurrection, came true, then all his teaching is true. He is the truth. 
He cannot lie. He cannot die. He cannot be deceived. And I say he cannot be mocked by your unbelief. Number seven. He alone can forgive our sins. Because he alone died for our sins. Number eight. He gives us justification. His own righteousness. He was delivered over to death. For our sins. And was raised for our justification. And not only that. He is our sanctification. It is because of him. That you are in Christ Jesus. Who has become for us. Wisdom from God. That is our righteousness. Our sanctification. And our glorification. Redemption of our body. Apostles were transformed. By this resurrection. And became fearless. Acts 4. 19 and 20. But Peter and John replied. Judge for yourselves. Whether it is right in God's sight. To obey you. Rather than God. They are saying we are going to obey God. For we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. I said eyewitness report. Resurrection a fact of history. It happened in time and in space. And number 12. This drastic change from Saturday worship to Sunday worship. The day of his resurrection. And number 13. Christ destroyed our death. Hebrews 2, 14 and 15. Since the children have flesh and blood. He too shared in their humanity. So that by his death. He might destroy him who holds the power of death. That is the devil. And free. Those who all their lives were held in slavery by the fear of death. It is gone, sir. If you believe in Jesus Christ in his death and resurrection, the sting of death is gone. Number 14, Christ by his death and resurrection defeated all his foes. 1 John 3, 8, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. So that the believers can resist the devil and he shall flee from you. Number 15, there is going to be the resurrection of the just and the unjust for judgment and salvation. It's going to happen. Number 16, Jesus never dies again. Number 17, because he lives, we also shall live eternally. John 14, verse 19. Number 18, Jesus gives us eternal life and eternal security. See, I read all those people who were billionaires. Their names can be found in Forbes magazine. Their trust 
in their money. I trust and you trust in Jesus Christ risen from the dead. The one who died for our sins and raised for our justification. Number 19, Jesus remains God, man forever. He didn't cease to be God, man. As the Chalcedonian creed stated. Number 20, we are destined to live with God forever. Even now, positionally, we died with Christ, buried with Christ, raised with Christ to live a new life. And we are seated with Christ in the heavenly places, Ephesians 2, 6. So number three, sir, what must we do in view of Christ's death and resurrection? And we read in our text, Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Two things we have to do, sir. We must believe in Jesus Christ who was delivered over to death to deal with our sins once for all and was raised to life for our justification. That's the first thing. Believe. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and your household. And second, this inward faith in Jesus necessarily manifests in outward public confession that this Jesus is Lord, that is this Jesus is God and he is the sovereign. This faith and confession are always linked inseparably. The confession proves faith and faith produces confession all of life. We live by faith and by confession. Jesus is God. He is Lord of all creation. Whether we believe it or not. It is not our faith and confession that make him Lord. He is Lord. By divine ordination. Hebrews 1 verse 3. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. Sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Or Philippians 2. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place. And gave him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth. And under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. It is God's decree that you do so. We need forgiveness and we need Christ's perfect righteousness. We need eternal life and we need salvation from sin, death, the devil and the wrath of God. We need freedom from all bondage. We need reconciliation. Only in Jesus we find all these. So have faith in him as God, Savior, Lord 
the one who died for our sins and was raised from the dead. He is king of kings, lord of lords. He is our prophet, priest, propitiation and king. That means he commands us we obey him. If you don't obey him, you are not saved. He saves us from the punishment of sin, power of sin, pollution of sin, and soon even from the very presence of sin. Friends, there is no other God. There is no other Savior, sir. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. In Jesus, God has come. He died and rose again, accomplishing redemption for the elect sinners. Read John Murray's book, Redemption Accomplished and Applied. In Jesus, salvation has come, righteousness has come, redemption has come. What must we do? Repent. Believe in Jesus and confess him. But the question is, how can a sinner with a stony heart believe? He hates to believe in Jesus. All have sinned. All are spiritually dead. All stink. All hate God and his truth. Without regeneration, that means new birth. Without receiving a new nature, no one can understand the gospel or can trust in Jesus. We need a new heart, a heart of flesh. We need cleansing. We need Holy Spirit to come and dwell in us. And it was prophesied by Ezekiel. And we read in Ezekiel 36, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you'll be clean. You are dirty. And he will sprinkle clean water on you. You'll be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. And I will move you. Move you. To follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. We must be born again, sir. And if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, it's because you are not born again. And Jesus himself said, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. That's why you are a slave of sin. You do the same thing over and over again. We must be born again. We cannot. God does this miracle for us. It is a miraculous and monogistic work. We are passive and God is active. He makes us new creation. And he gives us new abilities and capacities. Now we can believe in Jesus by faith he grants us. Now we can confess Jesus is Lord. Now we experience salvation. This is what happened to Lydia of Philippi as she listened to Paul who preached the gospel. And what happened to her? The Lord opened her heart. 
Acts 16, one of those listening was a woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. That's regeneration. When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, come and stay with us. When one hears the gospel, if he believes in Jesus Christ with his whole being, mind, will, and affection, that Jesus is God-man, he perfectly obeyed the law of God, that he died for our sins and was raised for our justification, that he is a ruler of all creation, And that he saves all who will repent and believe in him. That he is the Lord of history. And that he is coming again in power and great glory. To judge the living and the dead with justice. And if such a one surrender to this Lord Jesus Christ. To love him and obey him by grace all of life. He will be saved. The Lord Jesus will forgive all his sins. He'll be justified. He will be adopted into God's holy family. He will experience the cleansing work of sanctification. And he will persevere to the end in his faith. And he will be glorified to dwell with God forever. Friends, this faith in Jesus is not the dead faith of theoretical mental ascent to the facts of Christianity. Such faith is the faith of the devil. A faith devoid of good works. It is cheap grace. It is easy believism. It is decisionism. It is fideism. It is mere delusion taught by many seminaries, churches, and pastors today. It is the poison of deadly antinomianism that says believe in Jesus and go and sin more. It is the heresy of one-way love which leads such people in the one broad way to hell. True faith says fides est fiducia. Faith is trust in Jesus Christ. That is, I commit all that I am and all that I have to Jesus now and forever. I take my cross and Christ's yoke to follow Jesus even to death. The Pharisee hates the gospel. He seeks to be saved by his own righteousness, which in God's sight is nothing but filth. How can anyone conceived in sin, born a sinner, and practice only sin all of life can do anything good and acceptable to a holy God? God opened the heart of the publican and he cried out to God, Have mercy upon me, a sinner. And we read, He went home saved and clothed In the righteousness of God. Friends, listen. 
the vast majority of people will not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. They mock, as you read in the psalm today three times, we read, they mock the true and living God. They mock Jesus all the way to hell. God saves those who are poor in spirit. And we read, only few will be saved. Romans 9.27, Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, though the number of the Israelites be like the sand by the sea, only the remnant will be saved. So we must believe and second we must confess. Faith is internal. Confession is external. Out of the abundance of the heart, mouth speaks. When the Holy Spirit fills us, we speak of Jesus. Acts 2, 4 says, and they were all filled with the Spirit and spoke. And that's what we read in Ephesians 5, 18 and 20. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads debauchery. Instead, be being filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We speak, sir, when we are filled with the Spirit and filled with the Scripture. Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms, hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. It is only by the Holy Spirit we confess Jesus is Lord. When the devil controls a person He curses Jesus. And you see people using Jesus' name to curse. And you immediately notice he is devil-filled. So Paul says, 1 Corinthians 12, 3, Therefore I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be a curse. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. We are to be continually filled with the Spirit and Scripture to give witness to Jesus Christ. You cannot be, friends, a secret disciple of Jesus. You are the light of the world, a city on a hill which cannot be hidden. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. We must share our faith and bear witness to Christ all of life that Jesus may save sinners who believe in him. And so we read in Acts 11, now those who had been scattered by the persecution in connection with Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus and Antioch speaking the message only to the Jews. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus, Cyrene, went to Antioch, began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody, sir, must believe 
and bear witness to Jesus Christ on an ongoing basis. Christ died for us and raised for our justification. So we believe and we confess. We must confess Jesus is Lord. Listen, that Jesus is my Lord. He is my God. He is my Savior. He is my covenant Lord and I am his obedient servant. He made me a bad tree into a good tree to bear good fruits of the Holy Spirit. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Luke 6, the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. Has God made you a good tree, sir? Then you will bear good fruit. Jesus, by his atoning death, removed my guilt and punishment. This atoning death turned God's wrath away from me. It secured my reconciliation to God and his people, sir. His death purchased my freedom from all slavery to sin. That I may serve the Lord Jesus. I used to be the devil's slave. Now I am the slave of Lord Jesus. This slavery to Jesus is my perfect freedom. We must confess that the risen Jesus is the ruler of all creation. He is the creator and sustainer of all things. He is the king of kings and lord of lords. He is the savior of everyone who calls upon him in saving faith. Friends, listen. His first coming was for accomplishing our redemption by his death and resurrection. What did they do? They spat on him. They beat him, mocked him, they crucified him and buried him and sealed his tomb. But God raised him from the dead. And he is seated in heaven, ruling all creation. This risen Jesus, our glorious Lord, is coming again to judge all his enemies who refuse to surrender to him and confess him as Lord. The truth is, sir, Everyone must surrender and everyone must confess. Psalm 2. Therefore you kings be wise, be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you be destroyed in your way. For his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are those who take refuge in him. Friends, there is no choice. If Jesus is Lord, there is, after all, no autonomy. Jesus rules all creation, every particle of it. He rules all his holy angels and holy people. And he rules the devil and demons and all human enemies of Jesus. His lordship is comprehensive. 
The regenerate confess him in the church and in the world publicly and freely in the power of the spirit. The enemies of Jesus also must confess by Christ's force who will send them to hell prepared for the devil and all who serve him. It will be a forced surrender and forced confession. This confession is authored and demanded by God. You cannot confess anything you want. You confess the same thing as what God demands. When believers confess it is a binding and public declaration before God and his people. Of one's total surrender to Jesus. Which has legal force. Any abrogation of this confession will be dealt with by the Lord himself. And I heard a lot of it. I was young. I changed my mind. I don't believe that anymore. We believe unto righteousness. And we are forgiven of all sins. And given the robe of Christ's righteousness. Jesus Christ is our righteousness. Our holiness. And our glory. Is coming again. To give us a glorious body like unto his. Let me read to you. But our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there. The Lord Jesus Christ who by his power that enables him to bring everything under his control. Will transform our lowly bodies so that they'll be like his glorious body. 1 Corinthians 15. I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep. We will all be changed in a flash. In the twinkling of an eye. At the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound. And the dead will be raised imperishable. And will be changed. For the perishable notice must. Clothe itself with imperishable. And the mortal with immortality. Sir, we have a glorious future. We confess Jesus as Lord. We confess it at baptism. We confess in public worship in the church. We confess in family devotion daily. We confess in school, especially Christian school like Grace Valley Christian Academy. We confess this at the workplace. We confess in the world around us. We confess in temptation. We confess it in sufferings. And we confess it in the hour of our death. And we confess him as Lord in heaven. We confess Jesus Lord. Because we believe in Jesus. Paul says it is written I believe therefore I have spoken with the same spirit. Of faith we also believe Therefore speak Because we know that the one who Raised the Lord Jesus from the dead Will also raise us With Jesus And present us With you in his Presence Friends Jesus is Coming again listen Not riding on a donkey That's over He comes riding on a white war horse 
asking of kings and lord of all lords he comes to make war with his enemies and he wins Revelation 19 I saw heaven standing open and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called faithful and true with justice he judges and makes war his eyes are like blazing fire and on his head are many crowns he has a name written on him that no one knows but himself he is dressed in a robe dipped in blood and his name is the word of god the armies of heaven were following him riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen white and clean out of his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down nations he will rule them with an iron scepter he treads the winepress of fury of the wrath of god almighty on his robe and on his thigh he has this name written king of kings and lord of lords god commands all people everywhere to repent god commands all people everywhere to believe god commands all people everywhere to love and to obey so i beseech you in the name of this christ this resurrection sunday repent believe in Jesus and in his resurrection based on historical eyewitness report this is what Jesus said to doubting Thomas who believed he said because you have seen me you have believed blessed are those who have not seen yet have believed based on eyewitness report of the historical fact of the death burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ when are you going to believe and repent now is the time of god's favor now is the day of salvation because number 1 in god's will you are alive number 2 god brought you here not to some other place he brought you here to hear the gospel number 3 you are hearing the gospel through the man god sent and it is my prayer may this gospel be the fragrance of eternal life to you to you all this glorious resurrection sunday repent and believe on Jesus and you will be saved. Heavenly Father, I have delivered the message. They have heard it. Enable them to repent and believe and call upon the name of the Lord to be saved in Jesus name. Amen. Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Reverend PG Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.